Did you know that dogs have a sense of time? That's right. They eagerly anticipate when we come home, even if their routines are disrupted. How cool is that, Chrissy? It's so true. I mean, my dogs stare at me like 4.45 just to make sure dinner is going to be on time every day. That's right. My dog Oakley tells us when it's walking time. Well, we're so excited for this episode. Welcome to the Dog Moms. Dog Moms, Dog Moms, what you gonna do? What you gonna do when they come for you? everybody and welcome to the Dog Moms podcast, the show where we celebrate our love for dogs and everything that they bring to our lives. I'm Amber and this is my good friend Chrissy. Hi, I'm so excited that everyone's tuning in today. First of all, this is a really special episode because if you've listened to our other episodes and if you haven't, please go listen. We are <laughs> changing our structure a little bit, which is something that we feel very passionate about. We're going to actually offer interviews and dive a little bit deeper into taking some really cool people, bringing them on the show and getting to know them and their dog stories. That's right. Don't worry though, guys. We're still taking your questions and you can submit questions to us every single episode. We're going to take a few questions. You can submit questions to dogtv.com slash the dog moms. Yes. And you can even record. You can even like record your That's voice right. on mobile. But so if you want to us to hear your voice, then send us yes. a voice message. <laughs> so we're going to interview someone really cool today. Her name is Maggie Lawson. I know Amber's really excited about this one. She's talented excited. and a beautiful actress who is also a passionate dog mom and has even been featured on dog TV a little bit. I'm so excited to find out about her love of dogs and all the things that she has done to help dogs. But I also want to hear a little bit about how Chrissy is doing this week and how her dogs are doing. So Chrissy, can you tell me about how anything going on in your life with your dogs right now? You know, it's been kind of, well, the summer's hot and that changes like how much I can do with my dogs right now. And so That's true. when we're dealing with kind of the seasonal change, it, it's funny. I become almost like nocturnal. Like I'm like, <laughs> oh, if the moon's coming out, I can go play Frisbee now. And so, I don't like, blame you. It's hot outside. Yeah. yeah so, I mean, it, and you and I had so much fun just what yesterday doing all yes. this sort of dock diving. Like, ah, it was the best thing ever. If you guys haven't done dock diving with your dogs, I highly recommend you check it out. Go find a place. It is so much fun. Honestly, yeah. your dog has to like water, but you can even get your dog introduced by having them go off of a ramp. If you guys aren't familiar with dock diving and you're listening, it's a dog sport. That's right. There are sports that you can do with your dogs. So if you say you don't like sports, don't worry. If you like dogs, there are sports for you to like. <laughs> yeah, And uh, yeah, your dog jumps off of a dock and they measure how far your dog jumps. Uh, and basically it's a competition against other dogs. But we just have a little bit of fun with it. And we were taking our dogs out yesterday and it was amazing. One of your dogs did something they've never done before. Which I, I saw. know. I keep thinking about that because I have, you know, so one thing with dog diving is that you want your dog to like catch the object that you throw. And generally dogs just like go to jump and then they get the object later in the water. But I actually got Whidbey, also known as Kevin Bacon, uh, to take the the actual toy in the air. And I know that sounds like really mundane, but for you dock diving people out there, you're probably nodding your head because it's not so much that the dog catches it. It's like, I also have to be a pitcher. Like I'm yeah, in a Yankee, like yeah, I'm in a Yankees like, game. It really helps a dog know what they're doing when you practice them actually aiming for the toy. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a huge accomplishment. And that's what we call tracking in dock diving. And then with their tracking the toy, it helps them actually jump as far as the toy is being thrown. Mm -hmm. And then you could even try things which you may have seen before where they like hang up the toy up in the middle of the pool and the dog runs across the entire pool and jumps and grabs it out of the yeah. air. It looks that's like a hangman, insane. like when you're drawing hangman with the yeah. little thing on top. It's I know it's a little that's a little twisted. It's just a dog but toy, guys. 
<laughs> yeah, don't go like getting your little Barbie doll. No, that probably wouldn't be fun. <laughs> but no, I think it's just such a fun sport. And we're we're finding that this is such a healthy outlet for dogs, especially in the heat of summer. Oh, yes. We, it's the perfect you and summertime I, activity. Yeah, we played agility just before that. And we were dying. I like, mean, first of all, yes. Amber, girl. My pregnant self was like, I can't do this all day. I was like, I'm about I'm to trying. pass out. I'm about to pass I'm out. Trying. You're, you're pregnant and I'm about Chrissy's to pass like, out. Chrissy's like, Amber, are you drinking water? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. So, yes. But it's a great facility that we go to in Maryland. But if it's something that you guys want to get into, like, go find yourself a positive reinforcement trainer that is going to help you find and discover some of these great sports. And you can even learn some of this online. So there's yeah, a lot of avenues true. out and there. You don't have to start off with your dog leaping and catching toys. I mean, a lot of dogs get started just enjoying water. Teaching them mm-hmm. to like water is really fun. Yeah. And getting something like a life jacket and going to a pool or going to a lake that's safe for dogs yep. is a great way to get started and have some fun with your dog in the summer. I've used so. a baby pool. Like get yourself a baby pool and fill it up with toys and, and water. And I've used like a little platform so the dog learns to jump just into the baby pool. And that's like a great precursor to getting your dog comfortable with leaving a surface into the water. Yeah. So anyway, and obviously we could, like, know ah. your dog. <laughs> know yeah. your dog. Some dogs are going to be oh obsessed with it. Some dogs, one of my dogs does not enjoy swimming. And so <laughs> I just let him, I just let him go and like hang out and he's happy to do that too. He just so. paddles around. He's such a sweet he's boy. Like, oh my gosh, my dogs. We love our dogs. Well, we, do. we still have Maggie to talk to and I'm really excited to talk to her because I'm a huge fan. So, I know. So why are you a huge fan? <laughs> tell me, tell me. I want to peel this out for the audience here. Okay. Why, so, Amber? Well, obviously she's a dog lover, which is what we're all here for. But um, she is a, an incredible actress and in the show called Psych. So if you haven't seen it, check it out. It's a really, really funny show. It's one of my 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 favorites with my husband as well. We just watched the whole thing very easily and very quickly. And um, it's kind of like a murder mystery type of show, Ooh. but it's funny. Okay. So you don't get those like combinations very often where like you can laugh, but you also have like the mystery, like you want to figure out what's happening aspect right. to it. Yeah. It's really clever. It's a very clever show. The premise is basically about a guy who is like a terrible – he would like, I don't want to say terrible because that sounds bad. Maggie's going to be like, no, he's great. He's a great guy. But he was like a disappointment <laughs> to his dad who's like a detective. And oh. um, his dad taught him everything he could know about being a detective. But he's kind of like a dropout. He doesn't do anything. And he wants to find an easy way to like have a job. And so he doesn't have the credentials to be a detective or an officer or FBI oh. agent or anything. So he pretends he's a psychic. And um, that's oh, kind that's of how the funny. whole thing get started. And Maggie is one of the detectives. And so he, oh, cool. Kind of, he, he, he works with her and they have a really awesome dynamic and it's, I'm gonna have to watch it's show. very funny and it's very interesting. So check okay. it out if you haven't. All right. Um, well, now, I'm I'm sure. now I have something else I can binge watch on a Sunday <laughs> night. Actually, it's during a great the day. binge watch. It's too it's hot out. It's a great out. binge watch. <laughs> cool. Well, I can't wait to get Maggie on the show. Guys, please stay tuned with us. And if you haven't already done it, check out our other episodes. You can listen to us on Spotify and a bunch of other streaming platforms. We're so happy to have you here, and we can't wait to get Maggie on the show. So let's bring her in. Hi, everybody. Now, we have an amazing guest with us today. We have Maggie Lawson, who is not only an amazingly talented actress that has starred in many TV shows and movies, one of my favorite all-time TV shows, actually, which is called Psych. It's a huge, huge TV show uh, that my husband and I absolutely love. And he was very excited that I'll be talking to Maggie today. So I'm excited. And Maggie is not only an amazing actress, but she's also a really passionate dog mom who 
not only loves animals, but actually advocates and does amazing things for them with her foundation, which is called the Tiger Francis Foundation. And I'm really excited to hear more about that. She has also hosted the adoption show on dog TV. And I hear that you've done a lot of other things for dog TV too, that I'm excited to hear about. So let's welcome Maggie to the show. We're so happy to have you here. That is the nicest. That was, thank you. That was, uh, <laughs> that was an over, was like a too nice intro. Oh my uh, goodness. I, I greatly appreciate it. And I'm so happy to be here. And also dog TV is just so close to my heart. I feel like Ooh. I, I know it from, I love the sound of dogs barking. It's my favorite. Okay. Sound. Cause my dog is already joining the podcast. <laughs> yes. Good. Good. He is welcome. Um, or she, um, oh boy. Oh man. What is happening? Oh, so right? what is who is this? We have a little compilation to show you from oh, your work um, with this Dog is TV. So cute! Oh, wow. And oh, I guess God. we're just going to record. Okay. okay let's Welcome just- to the Adoption Show, the show which features dogs that are up for adoption. It's a very, very, very special show, very close <laughs> to my heart. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Dog Star, the show that just can't exist without your beloved dogs. Hello, everybody. So nice of you to join us for the Dog TV oh. Hour. <laughs> and today on Maggie's Top List, uh, five ways so your great. dog. And then your better. boyfriend. Uh-oh. I don't even remember Does this. Does your dog watch TV? Many dogs react beautifully to visual and auditory oh. content that is broadcast on TV. Oh, <laughs> oh your name. Oh. Thanks, Maggie. Oh my gosh! I lost this my mind over that. I remember. I mean, I love it. I hope Peanut loves it, but I love it. Okay. That is so cute. I love that. That's so fun. Oh my god, Ron! Wait. I mean, I know he's not like really here, but he's not here. We went like he's like Wizard Prince. of Oz. He's behind the black curtain. Yeah, yeah. We did a trip to. Uh, San Francisco at one point, like me and my friend Sean, who was in that with me. And, and we, I forget it was like, oh my God, what was it called that we were, we were making almost like a funny things we wolf about. Thank you. Oh, and and it's I still there today. So when like, did you start with dog TV? You said it was about 2013. Is that yeah. That? I, I discovered it. Someone like had told me about it and my, I had at the time two dogs and I would put on dog TV and I was like, oh, this is legit. Like it was. <laughs> it's not it, just TV. <laughs> and it's also not just for dogs. Um, yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. I would literally, I, I learned a lot, but I would also like just, it was the most peaceful thing to have on in the background and they loved it and it kept the house calm. And like, it was so, I was so into it. So I did a little research and I was like, who who could I reach out to? I had some like ideas. I wanted to be involved. I wanted to like whatever. And I just went on like a search and I found Ron's name. Like I found like a, a something that listed like CEOs or founders right. or whatever. And I just like cold sent him an email and was like, what if there could be something with like rescues like using rescues in the content and then maybe they could get adopted. It was already such an established thing. I was like trying to think of, you know, what I, I was like, I don't know, what can I bring to the table here or yeah. whatever, just to like, I just wanted so badly to be involved. And then, mm-hmm. you know, he, he responded right away and was so kind and was like, 
I like t- we'll take it into consideration. And then like, lo and behold, there was like the adoption show. And then as you can see, all the other things that sort of um, came from it. But yeah. yeah so that's was- really cool. Can you tell us more about like what the adoption show? Because I, I wasn't familiar with it previously, mm-hmm. but can you tell us and our listeners what the adoption show kind of was and what you guys did with it? Yeah, there it was like dogs that were available. We would feature a dog if I if I remember. I feel like sometimes it was maybe one, and then other times it was like different dogs from different rescues, cool. kind of all over, um, and just giving them like a moment to shine. So they a would get spotlight. the best <laughs> little spotlight. Yeah, yeah, and 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 talking about them, and and you know talking about just like rescue in general, and then if you adopted through the adoption show, there were all kinds of like you know, starter kits and things, nice. you know, you could get to get going or whatever. Yeah. It was really, really, really special. And I, I don't know, Ron, is, are, they're probably still showing the old videos. I'm almost like, is there, is there a new version of Maybe. that? I'm not, I'm going to leave Ron alone because. But I do, I, do agree, I do agree with you though, that like the content on there, everyone's like, oh, it's for your dog. So if my dog doesn't watch it, then it's not really, I'm like, honestly, I leave it on because the music and the ambiance is like, yeah. it's the same as leaving like a meditation radio on my, like for my house. 100%. Like there's just, there's a whole energy about it. And I yeah. just, I really dig that. But also then there's content on there like, we had the dog chef who was doing all these kind of like make your own food at home. And yeah. there's um, all sorts of shows and some shows coming out later this year that are like training content for you to watch. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Exactly. yeah. There's, there's training tutorials. And I mean, mm-hmm. our show on there where we just like chat about dog stuff yeah. all the time. And um, honestly, like I love leaving the dog TV on the same all, all day long. But mm-hmm. um, I know you mentioned that you heard about it and you tried it out with your two dogs. Um, can you tell us more yeah. about, those dogs and kind of a little story of like how you got them and just you know, my favorite topic in the whole world. All the things. Yay. Can you tell us all the things <laughs> about, about dogs, about your dogs? <laughs> I mean, at the time I had, at that time I had my English bulldog and a French mastiff. Oh, wow. Um, Tristan and Frank. Um, all the wrinkles. I'm just the like, names. they're smushy. The yeah. names are great. Wait, did yeah. you say Frank? Frank. Yes. That's like from uh oh my gosh that movie. No 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 it's not Kronk. That's Emperor's No no Kronk. You're thinking is of Father a... of the Bride. Yes. Who? Yes. His You're name is Fron- of oh, Martin Martin Short. Frank. Oh, yeah. That's his name. Well, got this, me. this was Francois because he okay. was uh, a French Mastiff. <laughs> French Mastiff. And oh that's his so cute. name at the rescue that they gave him was Frankie and oh, okay. m- lo- love him. But like you meet this dog and you're like, this is not a Frankie, not a Frankie but yeah. he was used to the sound. So we wanted to sort of keep it, you know, close to that. And, uh, and it was like, oh, he's, he's, he's French. His name is, yeah. his name is Francois. And yeah, uh, amazing. <laughs> yeah, so. and Tristan, I had already had at that point, oh my gosh, for probably, um, 10. Oh no, no, no. Maybe like eight years. Oh, okay. Before Frank came along. And yeah, so Tristan is my I this is her paw. She Aww. lived to be 13. Oh, I love that. And um, yeah, I had a stamp of her paw made right before she uh I've been con- contemplating doing that. I really yes. like that idea. I like that personal touch and that. I think the only problem with me doing paw prints is I'm like, I'm gonna run out of space. On, on my <laughs> arm for all of my pets. Wait, do you have like a – oh, yeah. So yours like is like – have dogs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. too many of them. <laughs> oh, it's funny. A whole armful of – it's yeah, funny right. because – well, so so that was that was Tristan and Frank. And Frank had – Tristan was pretty like – I don't know. She could kind of go with the flow no matter what. Mm. But but Frank was very, very nervous. Did not like loud noises. Oh, okay. Didn't like surprises. I mean, it, like even just like 
and and was was even with some people never aggressive but just he was very picky choosy about energy mm-hmm. and like people that he wanted to be around and so um and at the time the house i had moved into it was fairly a new house and like a new space for him and so um he he naturally was very nervous and i just remember I I remember them. I'd ha- I'd leave it on in this room, and the two of them would just never leave the room. They like oh, their funny. beds would stay. That's they had so two beds. Yeah. That, beds that was their haven. They he knew that was a safe space. Yeah. yeah, and 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 it and it helped. Like I and was I, it sound? <laughs> was myself. it like sound driven or? Like I think it was. Nervous. I would leave it on pretty loud so that it would drown out other things. Yeah, but yeah. I feel like uh, I I don't. I, I mean, I don't know. I'm not yeah. a dog, but I definitely like <laughs> I I could see a difference in like mm-hmm. how they were responding to it. And my friend who had told me about it, what had a dog as well, who was very skittish, very scared, very like so she and you know with her she was fine, but it was like to find something like this. She had texted me and was like, "This this thing is unbelievable. Like you yeah, have to you have to you have to try this with Frank." And both of them just. I would. I mean, it was. It was such a peaceful room. I like. I said. I ended up being in there so yeah. much myself just because of the of the sounds. But um, and then I would learn things, <laughs> and then yes. I would be. Like, I'd be like, oh, I love this segment. <laughs> uh, the, the segment that really gets my dogs going nowadays is when the uh, when the girl or boy is like this close to the screen. So if you're not, like, if you don't have a screen, doggy. everybody, it's like Good super yeah. extreme close up. And they're like, good boy, good boy. Yeah. And my dogs are like, oh my God. I said, they love boy. that one. It freaks me out. I freaks they me out. love it. Like who's in the other rooms talking my, right now? My dogs oh, are like, do God. you see her? Do you see what she's telling me? I'm a good boy. Oh. And I'm like. <laughs> it was such it's, a game cool. changer too, this whole, this whole like, because, you know, to have sounds and, and like all of it designed for dogs and for yeah. people like us who it's like, mm-hmm. I, I will put their needs before mine. My dogs oh, sure. are my everything. I yeah. will do anything for you. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Anyway. So, yeah. So that's like, I, I, it was one thing to discover that this was even a thing that was like, oh, that's cute. And then to be like, oh no, this is legit. Like it's actually what it says it is. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, it was really cool. So yeah, my two dogs, those are my two dogs at the time. And then, um, Later, I mean, you could go through my life and relationships uh, with uh, dogs as well. Right, just because right. like, oh, in that relationship, we had five dogs. Yeah, and yeah, like, yeah. Of course. Um, and then I, I, you know, my my dog Peanut um, passed about like a year and a half ago, mm-hmm. so I haven't been able to. Uh, I haven't made the move yet. To, yeah, which is yeah. weird. This is the first time since in tw- in twenty years that I've not had. Uh, currently like had a dog, but I think what's going to happen is I'm probably going to be like, okay, I'm ready. And then I'm going to have five. Like, yeah, yeah. right. Oh, I know that Reach feeling. Back out in like a couple of months and I then I'll, I'll have, yeah. well, there's yeah, a reason well, there's a, re- there, you got to wait until your heart feels like there's, there's a reason for that, whether you can put words to it or not. There's a reason yeah. for that. You yeah. may not be ready. There's a reason for that. It's not the time, you know, and you have to trust that process and you can't rush that process. And then, when things fall together, whether you timed it that way or didn't time it that way, you will look back on that and go, it all happened for the right reason at the right time. Right. And for the right dog too. I'm yeah. sure like the right dog will come along and you'll yep. you'll have that feeling of peace where you're like, you know, I think this is like what Peanut wanted me to have. You know, yeah. that's something that is meant that's to hard when, when you have a heart dog and then you, you <clears> feel <throat> like that, like, how could I compare any other dog to this dog? And that's Did that's you say hard. a heart dog? I did yeah. say a heart dog. Heart dog. So tell me the, tell me the, um, 
I I know what you mean, but I want to yeah. I want to hear. I mean, it. I guess everyone could probably define it in a different way, but I think it's like when your soul really just kind of like matches and, and meshes with a dog specifically and um, you know, and I think it can happen with other animals too. Like people talk about like a heart horse, but mm-hmm. you yeah. know, I, I think that sometimes you have a dog that's like you love that dog unconditionally and you care for them. You'll do anything for them. And then there's other times where it seems like the dog, you're not just taking care of the dog. The dog also is just like taking care of you. And they seem to know a part of you that like no one else can really know. And right. I know that we've, you know, I feel like a lot of dog parents can relate to that with either a specific dog or maybe yeah. two dogs. But um yeah, I have I have three dogs and I have one dog who like will bend over backwards with his whole life for me and then I have another dog who there's just something about he just like knows yep. a part of me that like I yeah. it's, it, I can't explain it. Like how no, else do you can. explain a heart dog? You just like right. you got it. Peanut uh I I I I so I so get it. I mean, I, I say Peanut was like was is my soulmate. Um yeah. mm-hmm. and same uh with Tristan. And then it's interesting because even over time, like Frank initially, because I was I was in a relationship at the time, and and it was sort of like I had Tristan, and so Frank came along and was his, you know, kind mm-hmm. of his soul dog, and they were like that. They had that connection, but then yeah. even that over time developed for me. And I've had other dogs, but I didn't. There was like the dog dog. Mm-hmm. There was like, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and as you said, the dog that would do anything for you and protect you and whatever. And that's also its own special relationship. Yeah. And then there's this, uh, like soul. Co- I, I, there's no the- other way to explain it other than like a soul connection. There's, there's no other way. And, and they, they, you have like almost a language, like you yes, haven't, there's an energetic spoken, kind of- so an yes. unspoken bond there. Like I got my dog Beasley at a time when my, when I just kind of – I pulled away from my corporate job. I thought that's what I was supposed to be doing is this big salary corporate job and it wasn't making me happy. In fact, on my two-hour commute each way, it was awful. And I eventually – I was like, you know what? I'm leaving this job. I can't do it. And I'm going to go adopt a dog. I just need an animal in my life again because I, because I think – and you may feel this too, Maggie, that like you forget how much it – that having an animal in your life is – what fills your heart completely mm-hmm. is what yeah. makes you more connected to people and your career and your own personal health and how you take care of yourself. An animal becomes just that partnership there, but you know it has to be the right time. It has to be the right animal. It has to be the right situation. So I adopted this dog, Beasley. No idea. I picked him from a picture, but man, my heart told me it had to be him. He's the one. He's yeah. the one. And when I brought him on, I mean, it was just like, I was complete. I just was complete. And he wasn't perfect. Not at all. He had a lot of issues. But now we're just like this seamless partnership and we we follow in each other's footsteps. You know, like we could finish each other's sentences kind of feeling without it ever being spoken. Yeah. What a beautiful story. I totally relate to that. Yeah. I have this thing that I say that I think like I don't know. I think some people are a little like, "Mm, okay. (laughs) They find us. Yeah. Like we may look you know, we might put the the end like the like the opening. Like I've said, okay, I'm open, and I'll kind of know. And I've talked to Peanut a little. I mean, you know, if we're getting into like the woo woo of it all, like, I'll <laughs> like I will be like, you know, uh, you'll tell me. And I I feel it any moment. Like yeah. I really do feel myself because I I think it's um you hit on this too about the heart 
thing that I've even noticed in me, I've almost had to work harder to kind of stay in a softer space in my mm. whole life and everything I'm doing just because it's almost like that she naturally – I feel like Peanut and I, even though I didn't have her, knew, like – I mean, nearly as long as other dogs, it was a kind of a sudden thing and she was young and it just was all, you know, the worst. Yeah. But but, but it, it was such an era of my life and so much happened while we were together mm-hmm. that I feel a little bit like, you know, we have these moments of impact. And I think anytime we lose an animal, as we all know, like it, it literally is, uh, you're kind of not the same before and after, right. but like- this one was such a moment of impact where I'm like fully changed. And right. I feel like now I'm just starting to kind of notice these things in me where it's like, oh, I'm now I'm reaching the point where it's been almost maybe too long because I've always had an animal in my life. And the difference is like I've been horseback. I started horseback riding over the last oh, yay, year just because good. there is a horsey. Like I do have a little of that like horsey connection, yeah. and you know, but but I and it was I think getting me ready <laughs> for, you know, whenever this next uh, uh, you know, doggy's going to come to me. I think that I'm just still in the space a little bit where it's like, but it's still, it's not peanut and, mm-hmm. and that's okay. Like, yep. I know that that's okay, yep. but I also have this, like, maybe the day that I start saying like, it's okay. Like I, I can really fully accept that. It's like, it's just not, I will stop morphing. I mean, I don't know if this is too much to say, but I like I look no. at I'll look at photos sometimes, or I'll I'll scroll through just seeing how I'm feeling, and then I'll be like, ah, I'm still kind of morphing. Yeah, yeah, everything. Into, you know, yeah. and sometimes like it it the like you said, the right dog will find you, and peanut yeah. peanut you'll get that piece somehow. And I mean, like I like I said, I have a lot of dogs, and when I met my dog, who like understands my heart, like I can't even express. I wasn't looking for a dog. I didn't – I wasn't trying mm. to find another dog. I had a dog who, like, is my entire heart. But when I met him, I just kind of had that thing where I was like, I There's need to more. have this dog. Like, I, I need no. – I was living with my parents. I moved out of their house so I could adopt this dog because <laughs> I was like – I met him and I was like, I Whoa. need to have this dog. <laughs> like, it was – You know. This I just knew. Yeah. I just knew. I mean, now it's been like what, like nine years, and he's just been like the best dog in the entire world. And I could have never, I I could have never planned that scenario. And so sometimes, you know, Hmm. I don't want you or anyone listening thinking like, you know, like I I need to figure this out because otherwise, like I'm just gonna never get a dog, and I'm never gonna have that moment. Like, just give yourself the grace to take as much time as you need, and Mm -hmm. if you keep your heart open just slightly you know, that dog will find you and it will feel right and it will be right. And it might not be the most perfect dog in the world, but, you know, that's part of loving the dog that comes next for sure. I think that's part of – that's like – it's like any relationship. (laughs) It's never going to just be like, you know, oh, this was so smooth and so easy and so Mm – but that's what makes it – like that's what makes it unique and special yeah. and just that and, bond. And what I that find you have. really interesting is that you are taking the time to really read yourself first versus like acting on an mm-hmm. impulse. Mm-hmm. Because you say that like you started horseback riding, which I'm an avid equestrian, so I oh, completely cool. understand. Yeah. So, you know, I think what you're doing in those moments is you're like, I, I is my heart even do I even feel any acceptance when I go to spend this short amount of time with this animal? Like, am I yeah. feeling anything there? 
to, is my heart even feeling like I want to be here right now? I want to be opening my heart up to this next animal. How do I feel about that? Is this too much? You know? Yeah. And then to, and then to scroll over those images, it's like, how am I feeling today about it? Am I numb? Am I still over emotional? Yeah. Am I, yeah. is there a pitted guilt about this? Is there yeah. a loving acceptance about seeing these photos now? And I'm actually feeling excited for the future. You know, you, you go through all yeah. of those emotions, but I think we're doing the most brilliant thing. And I think, you oh. know, I, I have four dogs and you know, the last one I got is a pup here. And I just kept telling everybody, they're like, well, here's a dog. Here's a dog. Here's a dog. Yeah. Here's a dog. People have millions of dogs to give away um, or different situations. And I said, I'm just putting it out in the universe. This is what I would ideally like to to accept into our family for my daughter who also wants to get into doing sports and um, just putting it in the universe. And no idea, no time plane, no timeline could have had mm-hmm. – I would have guessed that this particular puppy would have happened when it did. Um, wow. But it, but it worked out fantastic. But I think you're doing all the right things by like letting that energy kind of direct you and guide you because yeah. I'm all big on that too. And I think that you are reaching a point where you're like, I can see it from what you say is like, yeah, for the first time in a long time, you feel like that door is starting to open and you're like, okay, it, but I'm kind of scared because like, that's a big step. And I don't know if I'm ready emotionally for what that, yeah. what that means, but it's it so like you're getting there. It's, Thank you for saying that. I do feel it's funny you mentioned this guilt because someone said to me recently, I was like, I I feel I feel her all the time. I feel peanut all the time. I feel I can feel my other dogs too and you know, whatever. Yeah. But I but I have started to reach this point where it just feels different. And mm. there is almost like a level of guilt with like, oh, am I is Not, it okay to feel this like I that I want a new dog? That yeah. I'm okay and I mm-hmm. and I'm ready for a new dog and I'm kind of letting go a little bit. I mean, I can almost get emotional just saying it. So I think there yeah. is a little of that kind of like the acceptance thing that you're talking about and also like that it's okay. Like it's okay that yeah. I mean, uh I hope this is okay. Like we've just gone into like kind of a grief podcast. It's but okay. I, I mean, but I mean this is this about. is real life with dogs this and like real yeah. life. this is a huge part of being a dog parent that's that's really hard. And we all end up having to go through is like getting getting that dog in our life and then losing that dog in our life. And what do we do afterwards? Because we still yeah. we're still around, and it's the unfortunate reality of dogs not living as long as us. But it does give we us the opportunity so to love more dogs and to be able to you know be there and have those relationships with new dogs in our life too. Which which is a beautiful yeah. thing, but it's it's not an easy thing to do at all. But the love is so great. It's the greatest. And that's why we go back, you know? Yeah. It, it hurts and it's painful. <laughs> and we, we're willing to be brokenhearted and, again and, and know, again. Yeah. And instead of thinking of it as like a chapter closing, I think of it sometimes as like carrying a legacy on. It's like taking it's like taking mm-hmm. that vine that's been growing and growing and watching it blossom on the end. It's it's taking your experience with the dogs that you've had and carrying that legacy on. The things you've done to give Peanut the most fulfilled life and the things you've learned with Frank mm-hmm. and some of his fear issues. You as a pet parent have learned so much into mm-hmm. improving on the next dog that you bring into your home and being yeah. more aware and how to give that dog an even better life. So you take what you've learned and the love and the experience Experiences you've had with each of your dogs. And it's not so much I'm closing the chapter goodbye. It's I'm going to carry your legacy on to give this next dog yeah. a life that, you know, that Peanut would be proud of, that our dogs yeah. would approve of, and that you can kind of, they're living in their soul vicariously through the next dog you bring on. 
That's so beautiful. Think of it like that. It's funny. As you were talking too, I was like, and also what they've taught us. Like I've learned, well, I guess that is what you're saying. By learning so much as a, as a, a, it's, I feel every dog has tried to, every dog has taught me something, some other level of some, also things I didn't know I was capable of. Like my English bulldog. So true. (laughs) Tristan was paralyzed in her back legs, a 40 pound bulldog for the last two years of her life. Wow. And I didn't even flinch mm-hmm. at like the – like you just don't – You adapt, so it, you survive. That's mm-hmm. it. And people mm-hmm. would say to me like, wow, that's so hard. I'm like, yeah, I guess yeah. so. I mean, right. I don't know. It's just yeah. what you do and it's how just, you – just makes yeah. you a stronger, better person. And then you look back and you're like, wow, look at look at all the things that I've done in my life because of the dogs that I had, which is the more I'm doing today because I've learned more about how to improve upon the lifestyle that each of my dogs and Mm -hmm. learned so much about them. And like your next dog is going to benefit from all that love and all that experience you've had with each of your dogs before. So I see it as like carrying on that legacy versus like that chapter is closed. Here comes a new chapter. It's like, Mm -hmm. no, it's all, it's all intertwined. It's not, it's not, and you'll, you'll find that when you bring another dog in that there's so many things that you learned from peanut and Mm. that you're going to apply with this next Mm -hmm. dog. And then it'll be the same thing. You're like, well, I've got lots of new things to learn with this new dog too. So that's just kind of the cycle that, that is a really beautiful cycle that is difficult to work through. But once you start, you know, you'll know when that time comes and there's definitely no rush for it at all. And I, I understand that feeling of like feeling guilty that, man, am, am I okay to feel this way? And I think that's mm-hmm. a total, totally normal and relatable feeling for all dog parents out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For sure. Totally. And if you end up with five, you can join the party because we have a lot. We all have we a, lot a lot of dogs. So yeah. um, I'm not even kidding. In a year from now, I'll be, I'll be like, come bring you back on in a year. It, yes. it, it, I guarantee you, like I can, I can, I feel it. Mm-hmm. I almost feel like it's it's imminent. Like I feel this my next step being. is five. <laughs> I'm just yeah, I've had honestly. I did have five at one point. Like it's when uh, we had four, one, two, three, four. Oh, my, isn't that terrible that I'm like I have to like literally count? I think we no, actually had I get six, it. and then then like his dog, his dog passed. Tristan passed. We mm-hmm. got down to four. Right, a new one came in, and then yeah. So that was when that was like. Uh, ah, what's more? What's one more? You know, I, ah. I loved it. And to be <laughs> yeah. honest, that's when Peanut came into my life. And it was like this – I had – I mean, it was, a, gosh, a blue healer, a French Mastiff, an English that's bulldog. Awesome. Wow. A Jack Russell mix. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, my God. What a mix was, of dogs there. It was Jack incredible. Russell mix. They're feisty little things. Oh, my God. He was <laughs> Probably the, the boss of the house, right? Yes. Uh-huh. Absolutely the boss of the house. Definitely. Also, oh, my goodness. And Peanut, the, Peanut, who was the tiniest of all of them, like moved into the pack and immediately became alpha. Oh, oh my, my gosh. gosh. That's it was crazy. Like, it's I love very, it. I love watching like that, the, the social dynamics. The dynamic, yeah. <laughs> well, and I honestly so believe in that because like the puppy we've gotten is now like my high, next high drive dog, Darby. Like they are best friends. And I'm like, my husband will be like, you know what? I know it's a lot of dogs, but like, thank God Fuji came into our picture because now Darby <laughs> has like a buddy that can keep up with him. Can you tell and- that to my husband? Because I would love a buddy for my hyper dog. Oh but- my gosh, right? <laughs> I know. I know. That's what are all of your dog's names? I like you just said Fuji, and now I have to hear all of them. Okay, oh, Chrissy, so you go. I have a weird blend. Oh, I, have, I have Beasley. I have Whidbey because I used to live on Whidbey Island. That's off the coast of Washington State. 
Um, I know Whidbey goes, Island. Do it's you? Beautiful. Oh my God. I used to live out there. So no one knows his name or what it means. So we call him Kevin Bacon as his, uh, <laughs> as his side gig. And, oh my God, that's um, so it's Whidbey and then it's Darby and then it's Fuji. So those are mine. Ease. Lots of, uh, yeah, lots of ease. It's good yeah, for my yeah, daughter. Yeah. My, daughter my daughter's six. So it's, it's easier for her when she was a baby to say things like that. So right. Right. Save the trend. Well, Who's this so man? Cute. We currently have Oakley joining. I think we have thunderstorms coming soon. Oh, so. no. oh. <laughs> he doesn't oh. love thunderstorms. This is Oakley. This Buddy. is, um, this is probably, I mean, I guess technically I have two soul dogs, but this is the dog that I met and I was like, I'm, I'm changing my entire life so I can have you. Oh, he knows um, coming. Look at those yeah. shirts. I know. It's okay, buddy. Um, I have my oldest dog, Tucker, who has taught me how to deal with all sorts of issues. And he's a wonderful dog. But, mm. you know, I'm sure you've dealt with that, Maggie. <laughs> and then <laughs> yeah, my, uh, yeah. my youngest yes. dog is Whiskey. She's Whiskey. hyper and crazy. She's and a all, all the things. But, yeah. Oh um, yeah, I wanted to ask you before we wrap this up because I know that you oh have – Oh, my God. That one's so fast. What? I know. We could go on forever, but I wanted to ask you to uh, let us know more about your foundation and what you do because I think that's really cool and I would love to learn more about it. And I think more people can get involved, so I'd love to like pick your brain and how people, if they were interested in even even helping out with a foundation like that, what can we do? That's so sweet. I so our foundation was um, to make a very long story short. Like uh, we, I, I had this. My partner Jude, who is like a, a, a dog walker, dog whisperer, like whatever. We and she was uh, the other mom, basically, to my dogs. And we just got talking one day, and we both were like, we have this. We both had a similar idea of like something we wanted to do along the lines of rescue, but it's very, very, very hard to start one. It's very hard to keep up with that. And so, and also we just kind of saw what was happening with a lot of friends and their rescues. And like, we were trying to like, how can we avoid this and whatever? And it was weird. We kind of just went very slow and we got like, we had a couple of rescues that like we had taken on and we were fostering and we were trying to find homes for. And then we got randomly got a phone call that was like, Hey, we need to get a like badge, a Girl Scout badge for our troop. And we were thinking they need a service badge. And we were thinking of Hmm. doing something with the animals just to do something a little bit different. Would you all be open to that? And we were like, yeah, like let's create a day around this. So we went and we, we took our dog, we took the dogs and the watched this day and these kids and saw like we were like something magical is sort of happening here. Hmm. And one of the um, somebody who was there had a friend who worked at a place called School on Wheels. He volunteers there, which is an organization that um, that mentors and tutors uh, uh, homeless kids so that they can stay at their wow, grade level. And then amazing. when they're placed in homes, they can just that's enter incredible. into incredible. And he was he was like, I wonder if there's anything here, like with the kids, the 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 kids at the shelter and like hmm. I don't know. Oh, so can we you got imagine to talk how that touches their lives. Oh, because they don't that's it, amazing. I couldn't. Yeah. I couldn't like I could, yeah. but then I couldn't the because you yeah. saw it happen. So right. we we were like maybe we should, I don't know. Um maybe we should do some kind of uh, day with the kids, whatever. So we had no idea what we were doing at the time. We only had a few of our like foster animals uh, anyway. And so we're like, why don't we just take the animals down that we know are kind of 
uh, made for this and that we knew one was like a certified and the other was like a turtle. So, um, oh. but like we had, we had lots of, lots of animals. Yeah. Random animals. And no, so, so we took the few down that we were like, so we, so we go down to this thing and we had the, the main woman, the, ugh, she's not there anymore, but she was, she was so wonderful. Mm-hmm. Um, Miss Allison, she was like, you know, why don't we just structure a little assignment around it? So it'll be like a learning experience for the kids. We'll do it at different grade levels because the kids were all ages, obviously. And like a creative writing or just what the experience was to like be around an animal. Some yeah. of them for the first time. Just give time. them a goal, so cool. some goals, yeah. goal setting opportunities, you know. For yeah. So we, we go down and having no idea what to expect, honestly, like, and also a little bit like, are we equipped for this? Like, are we made, like, we were, we <laughs> do, just, do we actually know well, what we're doing? Also, like, what do you, you know, these children have a lot of stories and like maybe some things that are going to make it difficult to break right, through to, right. like, you don't know what you're walking into. Yeah. It was a, it was, it was a giant unknown. Um, and then we mm-hmm. walked in and, and Miss Allison was like, the kids have not only one kid had come over from this shelter at that point, And he was like sitting at a computer and she was like, he's very grumpy. He's had a bad week. Like mm-hmm. let him have his space and he may take a minute to warm up or whatever. So she's like, just set up and let him, let him be. And so we did th- that. We were just walking around sort of setting up. We said, hello. And of course the animals were all curious about him because they can hmm. always sense. They, they feel it. Yeah. They, they know. And so they want to like help. And so we were, you know, and then he turns around at one point and he's just like, what's, what's going on here? Like, who are these, who are these, who are these animals? And he started saying names and tell, and he's like, we said something along the lines. He's like, where'd she come from? And I was like, actually, she was, uh, she was just found on the streets uh, in downtown Mm -hmm. LA. And he was like, oh, I I live on the streets of downtown LA. And I can't, like, I even, I can't even tell you all within- (sighs) Five minutes, he was on the ground. I have a photo oh. on the ground, like holding on mm-hmm. to the dog. Oh I my can't gosh! That, like my heart. You're not make me cry. Yeah. Oh gosh. We oh, see God. this, and the teachers, wow. like Miss Allison, is just can't contain herself. And that's oh. like a barrier that, like, nothing but that animal could have broken with that's that, right. that little kid. That's right. No way could we have done that. That's it no. was the love of these animals and hit and, wow. and the ex- like the open accepting like no judgment no nothing. no one's like, gonna be grilling just, them questions or telling them no. where to go next like they can no. just be in that moment with that animal that wants nothing more than to be with them yes and then the other kids came over and what was all what was crazy is that he had retained all the information we had said so every kid that came mm, in wow. he was like this is tristan and this is Peanut, and this is so-and-so. And he could tell the stories of where they wow. came from, like a different yep. kid. And so then like he had we were a like, purpose. Yeah. Just completely yeah. opened opened him up, which is just – that's just such an incredible thing that you guys, like, discovered and created. And imagine and if that then applied to other things in that child's area, in that child's world, you know, to start to look at things in that kind of regard. But it all started because he finally saw the light that even inspired that childhood curiosity yeah. to carry, to push forward from there, to like it's then love. apply it to the the drawing he's drawing and apply yeah. it to the conversation he's having. And the yeah. amount of papers I still have. So hmm. COVID hit, unfortunately. So that became our thing. Our thing was like, we kind of got out of the, of the um, kind of rescue, get adopted, rescue, get adopted. Like we got out of that and we were, we just sort of pivoted over and said, no, this is, this is what we were kind of almost like called to do just Mm -hmm. because it came to us like in a 
this Girl Scouts and this led to this and this led to that. So, so we developed this program called Love on Pause that had this whole uh, education. We developed like a whole curriculum actually with Miss Allison that we ended up taking wow. to some other schools. And unfortunately, when COVID hit, the first mm-hmm. thing obviously when schools were back uh, that that <laughs> they got cut were out of school programs. Right. Um, so we're actually still trying to kind of weave it. So we went virtual. Yeah. Sure, because wow. the kids were all asking for oh, for the animals. Like, we want to we want to see Tristan. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and Peanut, and like yeah. So they like it got it. It was it's very sweet. But anyway, so um, so where we are kind of right now is in the space of like how like we're trying to revamp and and figure out a way that we could still provide some kind of um some some of that experience without you know in per it's still kind of tricky. Yeah. Um, with, uh, some in-person things. So, um, yeah, so we're, that's sort of just where we are right now. And that's why in terms of like helping and volunteering and all of that, like that we will be, we'll be, I'm sure reaching out soon for great, but we have, we've kept it very small and very Mm -hmm. manageable and just Mm -hmm. kind of in this space of like healing. Well, you don't need to be big to make a big impact. That's so so true. that's incredible, yeah. and even even just hearing about that one child's life, like oh. I'm sh- I'm sure that that didn't just affect him that day. That it's well, I mean, probably think about your own life. Like you could probably think back to when you were a child. One particular person, whether it's something they said or something they did or something you saw, that has impacted the way you've decided to either do something in your own life or pursue something or not do something. Yeah, but yeah. there, like it just takes that one moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to and, either and it, yeah, go one way or the and other. And that's that's incredible that you guys have not only started a foundation, but have used this to create those moments for such a vulnerable group of of kids and people. And I hope that that you guys can get that back, you know, back up and going. And oh. obviously, if if uh, we can help that's out funny. in any way, let us oh. know. Let us know, and we will yeah. be there, and we, yes. will, we will be making it happen. Thank you. Um, is there somewhere that our listeners can uh, follow along with this and learn more about it? And kind yeah, of- we have a we have a website. I mean, at tigerfrancis.org. Uh, Francis R F R A N C E S. Um, and also our our Instagram is just joy. So and we oh, and and yeah. So there's a post every day, and it's just like so yeah. Um, and that's just at Tiger Francis on Instagram. And awesome. And all the updates, and you can see. I mean, we still post things from our all of our school visits and whatever. So you oh. can kind of, yeah, yeah. But just like this yeah. episode, I don't, I don't want it to end because my I heart know. is feeling so full right we now. Have, <laughs> we have to have you back and that you have two podcasts of your, of your own we didn't even get to touch base oh, on. That's okay. The, but- I do a rewatch of a show called Psych, uh, the psychologists are in. And then I have a new one that's kind of um, – you know, it's so new, but uh, it's called Me Time. Um, just because I, I, my, my, the company that I work with, it's so, it, it's a whole long story. But anyway, we kind of landed on this idea of like, I love. Anyway, I spend a lot of alone time, but mm-hmm. it's so funny because so much of my alone time was with Peanut or with yeah, dogs. I know, and I know. <laughs> but honestly, that's what my we learn. The happiest times. And also Mm -hmm. for me, I feel like I learned the most about myself in those times. Mm -hmm. And like, so I love talking to people just sort of about like, it's funny. One of the questions I ask is about that sort of moment of impact thing, because it usually is, unfortunately, it usually is something kind of harsh that leads us into a period of like inter- Mm -hmm. Or uh, I was going to say introspective, but like like self reflection, self reflection, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And there, where that me time thing kind of comes in, and so uh, you know, since Peanut, I just feel like 
everything in my life uh, mm. kind of went like this. And and I feel like in a weird way, not that I, 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 I wish I'd give anything to have her here, but I, I needed to do some things. And I feel mm-hmm. like in a weird way, she, it was sort of her way of being like, okay, mom, I got you this far. Yeah. Now, now you yeah. got to go. Now, now you have to do it. That's her legacy. That's her that legacy. Is such like a, yeah. That was such a powerful statement. I, I'm going to take that. <laughs> I want to I want to definitely <laughs> check out that. I, I like the idea that me time and digging deeper there and I can think of a handful of things mm. that were good and bad in my life that have caused massive mm. changes even in my formative yeah. childhood years. Yeah. And um I I really look forward to listening to that because I, I want to have you both on. You're amazing. This let's is not just like let's As long as dogs. we can talk a little bit about dogs then we're going <laughs> to No, you all I have if somebody has a dog or if somebody has an animal, I have like a segment at the end that's let's literally for it. like great. If you have an animal, I need to know Please. the name. I need to know yeah, all the animals. Absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I will say all of my me time is always with at least one animal. That's but, right. Um, yeah. There you go. I mean, yeah, we talk about how how jolted we feel when we're, our husbands are like Let's go somewhere without the pets. And I'm like, I don't I'm know like, if I can what? do that. <laughs> I don't know if I can go anywhere without my pets. <laughs> yeah. I'm with you all. Yeah. Like I am. I am. Yeah. Don't worry. See. We'll I talk mean, to you not- next year with your five, your five new, you know, yes. crew. It's going to be, you know. You're Have you seen this that. private jet company called Canine Jets? I've heard no. of it. What? Oh my gosh, you guys. It. And I know somebody who's using it. I mean, it's it's not as obnoxious at, like price-wise as you would think, but it's like literally – a plane full of oh, dogs and their That's owners. Amazing. Oh, anyway. get me on that yeah. flight. Let's hit them <laughs> up. We need them as a sponsor. Just take us yes, there with all that. I know. <laughs> oh my gosh, that'd be so fun. Well, thank you, Maggie, for I being with us today. I can talk about this all day. Anyway, I'm just so floored so to meet you. And I feel like we we dug really deep into some sensitive topics, but I feel like a lot of people out there can probably relate. And if not, they have been there or they you know feel they may be there in the next coming mm. years. You know, Obviously, we go through this when we, we take that. We take on this life and the ups and downs of it when we take a dog into our lives, you know, yeah. they, yeah. But, we, but I think being able to talk about it and how to work through it is something that people need to have more tools to be accessible to because so they know yeah, how they I think, can process. I think pet grief is a, is a, not a, I mean, obviously we all understand it if we have the pets, but I also think it's a, it's a, you know, I think something we keep to ourselves a little bit because yeah. there's a little bit around like, knowing other people who've lost, you know, uh, it, it, there's, there's, a, there's something about it that I think we don't maybe talk about as much, but it's our, our day to day. There are, they get us out of bed every morning. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And some so, of the beautiful yeah. things that can come of that, like we said, it's like an intertwined lifeline. It's a legacy. Yeah. It's not, it, yeah. it, this is, this is life and this is what's all about it. And it doesn't mean that it's over. It just means that it's, you know, peanuts moving with you in a new way. Yeah. Absolutely. And even even it. though That's they're exactly they're what gone is. physically, they're not actually gone, and you still no. have so you can, you're feeling them. So you're many feeling her yeah. for a reason. You're feeling I feel her, her for everywhere. Yeah, I get like I'm I'm reason. on like the ninth floor of a building, and I get visited by this bird all the time. That I'm just oh, like amazing. I'm in a concrete jungle right now, and I'm I just I look that. over and I'm like. Hi, Peanut. Yes. Like, hi. So cool. Yes, wow. I fully believe in that. Well, Maggie, thank yeah. you again. Thank you I can't yeah, wait I keep to talking. talk to you again. I think this is just going to be such a wonderful step to us having you on again and talking more and more about the wonderful things that you're doing. But I can't wait to follow you more on Instagram and see all the wonderful things you're doing. So, you. Amber, do you have any last favorites for your psych-loving oh, man. friend over here? Oh, yeah. We didn't even talk about I, 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 I know. Think about, I was know. just so, like, enamored with your story and, oh, my God. like – 
honestly, like I, I feel like we can relate so much to what what you've been through and what you're going through. And, you know, like I have a I have an older dog that I'm starting to like see, you know, I'm, I'm trying to prepare myself for those moments, which is difficult to, to mentally deal with. But we don't need to get into that anymore. But I really appreciate you sharing that vulnerable side of you. And that's something that's um, not easy to talk about. And I really appreciate it. I don't want to get all sappy. I know we have to end the episode, but I really do appreciate it. And for my husband, we're huge, huge fans of Psych. Um, that was, it's one of those shows that like the only thing I don't like about it is the fact that when I watch it again, I remember what happened. And I'm like, dang it. Like, I know already who did right. what. And oh, so I can't no. watch it again. Yeah, yeah, So I can't, yeah. I can't experience never seeing it again. For the um, first time. Yeah, for the like, first time. All right. That's so the magical. only, like, my husband tells people to watch the show all the time. When I told him we were interviewing you, he was like, oh, that's amazing. You have to tell her how much we like the show. And I was like, yeah, I'll tell her the only thing I didn't like was that every time the, I want to rewatch it. Yeah. I'm like, oh man, like halfway through the episode, like I think I don't know what's going on. And I'm like, oh yeah, I already I already saw this. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's, that's, that's such a sweet, that's such a nice compliment. And thank you. Thanks for being fans. You Absolutely. Know, we, we love each other. We all love each other and we we get to keep making it. I mean And what a hoping- what a beautiful like way to spin the world around. Now we get to talk together and, and meet on a different level, a much deeper level. Yeah. Yeah. It's cool. It's cool, it's guys. Really cool. Thanks, Thank Maggie. You so Thank much. you for being and, on the uh, show. I want to come back was... a million times. So yeah, well, we can talk to you all the time. <laughs> well, that was so much fun chatting with Maggie. I just love how real and raw we were able to get about one of the harder parts of being a dog parent. Um, And so I just really appreciated that interview, but we can't forget about one of our favorite parts of the show, which is where we get to hear from our listeners. So let's take one of our questions and see what they have to say. Hi, this is Felicia. My question to you is what inspired you to start the podcast? Thanks y'all. Oh, that's such a great question. Oh my gosh, that's so much fun. It really um, is. Cause we, I feel like Christy gives like this. the best uh like heartfelt answer to this. And like I just wanna like ditto everything she says because she's oh. like the she's like the feelings person and I'm like the jokester. But uh Chrissy, why don't you answer the question for both of us because you're so sweet about how you answer Well, the I think it all like it all comes back to when you and I first met. And just the relationship that we've grown together as friends and we've for a long time wanted to do something that allowed us to reach the pet parents and kind of what you'll see on our social media as well is that, you know, we're dog trainers. Yes. And we do some pretty cool things with our dogs and we're very blessed to be able to do that. However, we were like, how can we just reach out to people and talk about the things that kind of go unsaid or don't get talked about? And how can we have people out there just kind of understand that, hey, we're in the thick of it too. Our life is not perfect. We deal with the same things. Or, yeah. hey, we found this really cool hack that we do or we use and we want to share it with you. Um, that's that's what I like to, to meet when I meet people on the street with a dog or on a produ- production or set. It's not what cool trick can your dog do. It's like, hey, look at my dog and look what we like doing together. Yeah, and that's so, so true. I mean, I think, Chris- this. <laughs> I think Chrissy and I are – uh, some of those people that, you know, you could see stuff our dog does and you'd be like, oh, wow, like 
that's so unattainable. That's so out of, you know, out of where my range of work and what I can do is. But I think something that we were inspired to do and share on the podcast and the TV show was to share with everyone what like our lives actually look like with our dogs and how it is actually relatable. And we go through a lot of really difficult things with our dogs. And we both try to be transparent uh, as much as we can throughout the show of the things that we go through, not only the ways that we have hacks to do things, but also you know, some of the things that we face as dog parents. And um, with the podcast, we really wanted to get into that even deeper and talk to other dog parents and dog moms and amazing people and hear their stories and kind of share with everyone that we're all in this together. We all have a huge love for our dogs and that bonds us. And I think that Chrissy and I just have a really great time chatting about those things. And there's no one I can get more real with when it comes to dog mom life than Chrissy. And so I think it's the perfect match with one of my best friends. And uh, it's it's a really fun show. So it's we so really true. appreciate it. <laughs> and we want to reach to all of you. And that's what makes this so sweeter. It's not just a chance for us to chat because we can do that anywhere. But it's us maybe maybe a, uh, making a streamlined platform that you guys can also feel really comfortable and vulnerable here with us and share your stories too. Yeah, that's so true. Well, thank you for asking that question, Felicia. And we really hope you guys enjoy the show. And like Chrissy said, we want you guys to feel like you can relate with us and that we're here with you too. So let's check out another question from another one of our listeners. Hi, my name is Kev and I have a question for the dog moms. What are your thoughts on the use of positive reinforcement versus punishment in dog training? Thank you. You are the best. Aw, thanks. That was good. That was a good one. This is a good topic. Oh, boy. Wow. It's a loaded question. I'll let you get started. I mean, I think the first thing that comes to mind and this, you know, I uh, come from a horse background of training, right? So that's where I began. And with that, there's a lot of like, you know, pressure based, or we kind of put them in a, as they say, put them in a box, which is just giving them boundaries so that they know where to be and how to use their body and this kind of thing. Dogs is a, it's a very different world than horses. However, I do believe that there are some boundaries you still need to set so that your dog is safe and knows what they can and can't do. So I do believe that you, there really is a very fine line between I'm going to be purely positive because at some point your dog is going to have to understand that they cannot do certain things. Does that mean you're punishing them and storming around and making them nervous or scared? No, but you do have to show them just like a hot, like a child going to a, a stove that's really hot. This is not the right way, but you can do this and have so much fun and go this direction. Mm-hmm. What do you think, Amber? Yeah, and I think that some people put it in like two separate boxes and they don't realize that it's like it's much more than that. It's like I either give my dog treats or I spank them and scream at them. And that's not really how training works. It's not really how life works. That's not how learning works either. And um I, I think positive reinforcement is something that we have to realize it is rewarding behavior so our dog continues doing it. But punishment can also be something as simple as taking your attention away from the dog so that they don't jump on you. And so um, punishment has a, a wide variety. I never, ever think that you should harm your dog. There's absolutely no reason for you to scare your dog, intimidate your dog in ways that are unfair to your dog. So I think rather than thinking, should I focus on positive reinforcement or punishment, you should think of what's fair to your dog, what's going to help them learn. And like Chrissy just mentioned, you know, a lot of training is really don't do this, but do this instead. And so that's, that's stop what you're doing. You might have to apply some sort of punishment like, Hey, no, stop what you're doing. 
And then come over here and play with this instead. So if your dog's jumping on something, stop, come over here, play with this toy. And that could be considered a punishment by some people, but it could also be considered positive reinforcement by other people. And so it's a really wide range of things. And I think as long as you are putting your dog's needs first in that scenario, in a safe way where making sure that they're not going to hurt themselves or do something in your house that's dangerous for them and making sure it's a positive experience overall so that your dog can actually learn from the scenario rather than them thinking it's, you know, unpleasant or something. It's like true. That. And some people will say like, oh no, the moment you tell your dog, no, the moment you show them they can't do something, you're, you're being, you know, that's punishment. And I'm like, but that's me really just setting a boundary so they know where to go. It's like, it's like going with the grain or like trying to reroute a river down a stream and I want it to go a different direction. I'm going right. to set up rocks and little barriers so that I can get the stream to go the way I want it to go. And that's how I kind of view it. It's not that I'm stopping the flow of knowledge or the flow of learning. It's that I'm and, and putting them in a dam where it builds up, builds up and all this anxiety and fear and you know right. lack of communication, but it's rerouting the stream. It's just making it flow in a different direction and you need to have some boundaries put in Absolutely. place. Absolutely. And you know, don't forget that every single dog is different and that some dogs, you know, saying the word no in a loud tone might be scary and punishment for them, but for other dogs, that might not mean anything, right? That's so I, true. <laughs> I remember training this one dog that they were like, she loves when we yell at her. And I brought her in my car. She was a boxer mixed with a Labrador. They, it, it was crazy dog, crazy dog. I used to take groups of dogs hiking um, and training and I would put her in my car. And if she, she would like, just, if you guys know boxers, they're just like, ah, all over you, yes. like smacking you, jumping all over you. And she, her jumping was like very painful. It was actually kind of scary when she jumped on you because she was just mm. like pummeling and pummeling you. And they would grab her collar, scream at her, tell her no. And they're not trying to be mean to her, but they're like trying to set that Enough. boundary. Yeah, right. But for that dog, it was if, probably if you got physical with her. She stimulated. loved it. She was oh, like, gosh. she was like, yeah, push me, grab me, yeah, like yeah, wrestle yeah. me. That's this a is box so much fun, right? right. So. Not going to get into how we trained that dog because it's a whole another yeah. episode I by bet. itself. But just think about your dog and how they learn and what's best for them and make sure that you're doing it in a safe way and a fun way for your dog where they can actually learn something out of it and uh, doing what's best for you and your dog for sure. That's right. Okay. All right. And we have one more question. This question is from Aubrey. It came in written, so I will go ahead and read it. So Aubrey says, my dog just got neutered. He's supposed to not run or jump. But he's a Boston Terrier who's extremely hyper. I get it. I know Boston Terriers. <laughs> he has a problem with biting my daughter and jumping up on our end tables. Look out the window. Then he grabs the remote to run around with it. I'm worried he's going to rip open his incision. Can you please give me any ideas to keep him under control? Thanks. Wow. that's. I think you got more worries than ripping out his incision. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> he oh my sounds goodness. like he's a pistol. Um, I'll kick off with this one. And, you know, it depends how people feel about it. But I'm a huge advocate of crates and pay, uh, play pens and spaces that you can keep your dog in gates, that you can keep your dog in a safe space while you need them to be under control and offering safe outlets for exercise. So yeah. for me, first thing I would do is that if you're around the house, you can't keep an eye on them, especially around your child. You need to have that dog gated and separated or put him in a crate and give him something he can chew on that's safe for him for that while, but it needs to be under a more managed situation. What do you think, Amber? Yeah, I think that especially in this scenario, 
this is something, if your dog just had a surgery, it is not worth the risk of just letting them roam around the house. I've been there many times. My dogs have been spayed and neutered, had major complete stomach surgeries. Um, and in those scenarios, even though it's really hard because we want our dogs to be happy and, and enjoying their day, we don't want to let them have that, you know, that freedom that they can accidentally hurt themselves, especially if they're jumping up on things and causing harm to other people. So if your dog is not crate trained, definitely check out crate training because that could be really helpful for you. But like Chrissy said, setting up a pen in your house might be a good alternative to that. I know that one of my dogs doesn't really love being in the crate, so I will put up little gates and things like that. And I always make sure he has something to do in there too, because it is boring when dogs are recovering, but there are lots of fun mental simulation games you can give them. And it doesn't hurt to talk to your vet about maybe while he's recovering from his surgery, maybe getting some sedatives that are safe from your vet to help him kind of keep calm because we don't want him, you know, making something worse and then having more vet bills and more surgeries down the road. So absolutely agree with Chrissy there. That's something that unfortunately is not very fun to deal with. And I think we've all been there, but uh, making sure you have those things on hand to contain your dog in a safe way to prevent him from injuring himself. And then of course, maybe after he's done um, with his recovery, maybe working on some of those outlets and some training, some leashed time. So he's not biting your daughter and grabbing things he shouldn't be. I agree, especially for the biting um, your daughter part is that's a pretty big deal. I don't know how old your daughter is, but I would say working with a trainer because you definitely want to, no pun intended, nip that in the bud because (laughs) you don't want to be dealing with a dog that you can't feel safe with your daughter around and you don't want your daughter to be feeling that she can't feel safe around her dog that she should be growing up with and it should be a positive experience. So do your homework and get in with a trainer that can help you shape that behavior and turn that into something that everybody can manage. Absolutely. Well, I think that wraps up to end of today's episode. We had lots of really great questions. We had an amazing guest, Maggie, where we got Maggie to was hear wonderful. so much about her dog, Peanut, which is just, uh, it, it warmed my heart. Also makes me like pull like heartstrings because, you know, with our dogs getting older, it is, it is hard to think about. But I really appreciated talking to Maggie and her being so open about you know, her journey with her dog. And she's really just an inspiration to all of us. She is. And, you know, not just having something happen that can be tragic in your life, but all the things that come out of it, like just like the circle of life itself, you know, when one thing is over, another beautiful thing emerges. And that's very true. And that's what we're seeing in what she does today and everything she does to give back to dogs and dog lovers and um, and kind of push us all forward into a direction where we can feel inspired as well. So Absolutely. that was just such a Wow, like I got teary eyed. I know. I, was, woo, <laughs> I could talk I, I could talk to Maggie forever, honestly. I know, but, I know. So it was well, a great we wanna, episode. <laughs> yes. We want to thank our listeners for tuning in and thank you guys for sending us your questions. Don't forget you can send us more questions or little blurbs to dogtv.com slash the dog moms. And if you enjoyed this podcast, be sure to subscribe and leave us a review so that other dog lovers can enjoy the podcast and the show as well. Have a great day, everybody. And remember, until next time, stay positive and have the best time with your dog and your furry friends in your home. And don't forget to go out there and just have fun with your dog. They just want to spend time with you and cherish every moment that you do get with them. So we'll see you until next time. See you on the next episode. This is Chrissy Joy. Oh, I'm Amber. (laughs) Amber Carr, whatever. That's me. (laughs) Bye, guys. Dog box, dog box. What you gonna do? What you gonna do?